If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world and each has the potential to be unstoppable. It's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the studio this sunny southern afternoon. It looks like from outside, uh, the sky is blue and the sun is shining, but you walk out and it's frigid. Um, so it's a good excuse to stay in and listen to Unstoppable. Welcome. Um, my my name is Lindy Chafin-Start. I'm your host, and I am excited to be here again this Wednesday to talk about how your business or your brand may have gone a bit stale in the last year or so. Um, has, if you feel like things have slowed down a bit, um, it might be time to consider repositioning yourself. Just a thought. It's not the way you're sitting, that's for sure. Repositioning is, is that thing that needs to happen when your brand gets stale or stagnant. So how do you determine if your pulse is slowed? What questions do you ask? That's what we're going to tackle today. And as always, you are going to get a lot of information. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a lot to process. So if um, if you have any questions or want to reach out and discuss how we position your brand, uh, check out my website, unstoppablestart.com, uh, and just give me a shout. It, just grateful you're here today. So uh, we're just going to dive right in, everybody. I don't have any fun anecdotes this week. I don't want to talk about dating anymore. <laughs> I'm done with that. Um I am being told to focus on, on my business, as I have been, and my daughter, so that's where I'm going. Um, and I've let go of all that fun stuff. So moving on, let's talk about your brand and some signals that would encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> Now, I am going to say, I'm going to preface this whole show with this one thing. It's really cool if you want to sit down with your team and start this conversation. I applaud you for wanting to do that. Let me tell you, if you do not handle your own marketing or if, if your marketing is feeling stale, then sit down with the marketing professional as part of the team. doesn't have to be me. There's, again... This is a pitch for every one of us on the planet. There's plenty to go around. Um, sit down with a marketing professional and have them work through this process with you, whether they're contributing to the process, directing the process, or just there to listen and make suggestions as part of the process. Make sure that your marketing partner is there with you, okay? Because this is a big deal. Um, I have done this in multiple areas, nonprofit, traditional corporate setting, across many industries, small businesses too. Um, and the process is, it's tedious. And it's one of those things where you need to break out the big, I don't even know if you want a big erase stuff, like you need a piece of the rolled out craft paper or paper to go be talking in columns to get this stuff done. And you'll see what I mean in a little bit, but okay. Going back to first things first, now that you've gotten my preach. Um, how do you know if you need to reposition your brand? Well, there are top five things that you will definitely recognize. Number one, sales are declining. You're not seeing clients come knock on your door, visit your website, email you, give you a call. Sales have declined. It's important when you see that to kind of take a step back and figure out what's going on. Is it just your brand? Is it that you've priced yourself out of the market? Um, kind of start to look at the the four P's of um, your marketing mix at that point. 
things to consider your price and um, your product, how relevant is it, how relevant is it, things like that. So are your sales declining? That's question number one. Uh, question number two, and I'm running into this with a potential client, uh, your target audience is no longer the best target. Now there are lots of reasons why this happened. Um, Marlboro, for instance, you know, the, the threat company had targeted women from the 20s through the 50s, but women decided that Helen then looking cool, <laughs> or they switched to Virginia Slims because that was just the way to go back then. Um, and Marlboro started targeting like seriously manly men. You remember the cowboy, the Marlboro cowboy, right? Not that I like talking about smoking, I don't smoke, but um, and I, I doubt many people who are listening do either, but if you do. So the thing was, they were marketing to women, but they saw that they needed to switch gears, so they started to market to truly manly men. It was a completely 180 for them, complete 180, uh, and it worked worse for that particular brand. So. Is the customer that you're targeting the one that's going to make you the most money? It's just a good question. I mean, this is it's a, it's a conversation starter. You're trying to figure out what the deal is, right? All right. Um, your products and services, this is a good one. Your products and services have evolved significantly. Have they changed? Have your offerings changed? Has the way that you propose something work through a process? Um, your base, your uh, ingredients, your base product, has any of this changed? I mean, a lot of companies are going green uh, and using green materials to manufacture or using green processes to manufacture. Uh, all of these things are very important. Um, so if the way that you produce your product, if your product itself has changed significantly, um, if your services have evolved, like mine tend to do from year to year, it's time to sort of step back and take a fresh look. Um, you want to stay relevant. You want to stay fresh. And that's one of the main reasons, you know, why you want to consider this. Okay, so, ugh, and here's a toughie. So here you are. You've been the brand on the market for a very long time, have other clients who are dealing with this too. But new competitors have come on the market with a better value proposition than what you have. What do you do? Well, the competition will eventually render your initial position ineffectual. So they'll either do it by making it seem ordinary or they'll flat out blow your position out of the water. You've either got to keep up or you've got to get out or you gotta, <laughs> you have to keep up or you're gonna get left behind, sorry. Um, so, you're always, you always have to keep an eye on your competitors. Now, customers think you're outdated and instead, instead of established, now that's huge. Um, especially when you're dealing with multiple generations who see things, perceive things differently, um, work differently within the communication space observe things differently, um, receive information differently. Like every generation has its own way of looking at things. So um, so if you are promoting a product that is best suited for one generation over another, make sure you're speaking to that generation directly. If you're trying to include a new generation, so say you're baby boomers and Gen Z, but here come the millennials. Well, not here come, they're flat out here. Um, you know, they are looking at things differently. So to know that they might see you as outdated, really a more established presence. So, you know, well, how, do you, how do you fix that? What do you do to fix that? So these are your five primary reasons to reposition. Now, as with any branding practice or strategy, you are going to look at your overall brand. You're not just looking at messaging. You're not just looking at your logo, your website, your collateral. 
um, you're not just looking at your marketing. You're looking at the whole. That's why I say bring the whole team to the table. Bring everybody to the table to have the conversation because everybody's touched by this and everybody has something to contribute. Uh, it's huge. Now, you can't rely specifically on marketing and sales to give you the answers. You can't specifically rely on customer service. The CEO is not the be-all, end-all. He's He or she is supposed to be the one who hires the people and empowers them to get the work done, right? So you can't rely on, on that person to have all the answers. That's why I say you have to bring all the people to the table, engage them, and then after you start to get a direction worked out, bring in people from the outside as sort of a focus group. It can be a really loosely based. It doesn't have to be one of these super fancy, hey, we'll pay you $50 to come and spend four hours in an auditorium while we run through these things with you. It doesn't have to be that fancy. Buy some donuts. Ask every member of your team to bring somebody on a Saturday morning or whatever um, to just kind of run through what you're talking about where you are, where you're trying to get, and what your proposed ideas are. See what plays well with them. See what tweaks they have. And if it looks like you have to go back to the drawing board, do it. Take the time to do it right because it's going to leave you fresher longer. I hate to say that. It sounds like a personal hygiene commercial, but <laughs> it's true. Um, it's going to keep your brand fresher longer. And you want to make sure that what you're doing is resonating with everybody. So hopefully you've got a, a vast array of people on your team, broadly diverse group of people, young, aged, older, uh, white, black, purple, yellow, green, uh, different religions, different cultures, all together. And you can get their perspectives. It's important. All of these things are important uh, to any part of your marketing so or any part of your business ownership, um, but marketing especially. So we're talking about repositioning your brand. We've talked about the five reasons to reposition your brand, which are your sales are declined, target audience is no longer the best target, your products and services have evolved, um, new competitors have a better value proposition, and customers think that you're out instead of established. Those are some big reasons. And we've also talked about the importance of bringing the whole thing to the table, getting multiple perspectives, and going back to the drawing board if necessary. So we're going to take a wee little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some successful brand strategies that you'll recognize um, and probably enjoy the comparison. And all that said, you're listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. This is your host, Lindy Chafin-Start, and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back, everybody. This is Lindy Chafin-Start, and you're listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, 
Before we get back to our discussion on repositioning your brand, I invite you to reach out to me at unstoppablestart.com and schedule just a quick free half-hour consultation to kind of walk through any marketing challenges you might be facing, talk through a campaign concept, um, brainstorm some ideas, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm happy to, to help you with that first little bit. And if you want to engage Unstoppable Start Studios to help with your marketing, we are here for you. And uh, if you want to choose another marketing professional, we completely understand. Now, back to repositioning your brand. So the next part of us, is all about brand strategy. So creating a great brand strategy kind of revolves around very clearly articulating your differences or your differentiation against competitors. Okay, what makes you better? Um, it's important that this differentiation is your part of your brand message, right? What makes you the best? of the best, what makes you the best at what you provide. You're not, you're not positioning yourself to one-up anybody. You're positioning yourself to appeal to your audience. And if that is more appealing to them over your competitors, two thumbs up. That's where you want to be. Um, so the three keys to that, two keys to that, is creating your value curve or your value, your unique value proposition. We've talked about this before. Um, I have this great brand messaging worksheet. You're welcome to reach out to me to get that. Um, but you want to make sure that, once again, you're competing on the attributes that your competitors have failed to serve. So it's all going to vary. Um, it's all going to vary depending on the type of product or service or whatever you're offering, okay? Um, a lot of high-growth companies have entered, by market, entered markets by catering to underserved niche markets first. A lot of us do that, right? There's a niche for boutique marketing. Um, there's a niche for custom leather handbags with locally sourced leather. There's a niche for El Salvadorian empanadas. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a niche for everything. There's a niche for coffee that has more naturally than adding caffeine like some do. Um, I have, I, I think I've probably mentioned this coffee line that I'll be launching soon. I actually have it on my to-do list to work on their creative this week because we have our um, first little boutique shop that wants to offer bags of coffee. And this coffee is the coffee that gives you more of a a jolt, not a, I don't want to say jolt because that's not the word. Um, it kind of reminds me of a, a jolt cola kind of thing. But um, so I'm going to compare this coffee to one of its competitors for just the caffeine ex um, for just the caffeine aspect of it. Okay, so this coffee has a fabulously smooth yet robust flavor and gives you a lovely caffeine kick in the, or whenever you need it. And we have branded it with a name that kind of speaks to that. I'm not going to tell it to you yet. You'll have to wait. <laughs> Big reveal. Uh, competitor, which gives an equally large caffeine kick, does so um, by adding certain chemicals to its product to, to boost, right? So which would you rather have? The one that's roasted to enhance the natural performance of the coffee with a smoother flavor 
or would you rather have the one that is a power boost, like drinking a Mountain Dew Jolt Cola or Five Hour Energy? You see where I'm going with the differentiation there? Okay. And then <laughs> you have to be able to communicate this stuff effectively. Um, therein lies sit down with the brand message worksheet, the team, include marketing and sales in there, and uh, start crafting what your messaging looks like, and then get buy-in from potential or existing constituents. It's, it's a process. It is a painstaking process. <laughs> it is a process that cannot be completed by one person. It has to be completed by the many. It has to have buy-in. Uh, if you've ever read Good to Great, um, you know, change management, change management is a huge piece of a puzzle in corporations that gets missed. It gets tossed onto the floor and kicked under the rug and completely ignored. <laughs> this is the same thing. This is change management at its best. Um, you are repositioning your product, service, organization, and you need to do that strategically. All right, so all of that said, let's look at some examples, because these are kind of fun. So, Simple versus Bank of America. All right, so traditional banks, lots of different branches, been fair to create mobile apps. Simple has no branches for mobile apps at a time when most banks' apps were pitiful, right? Traditional customers valued services like home loans, CD bank tellers. Fair enough. Simple focused on younger, savvy customers and arguably created a 21st century bank. So what does that look like if you're looking at their website side by side? So simple is very clean. Their headline says, your money made easy. And the picture in the background is a hand holding a cell phone. Now that couldn't be more simple. That is the message. And you've just captured it in one image and one headline with a call to action on the button that says, get simple. I love it, it's rather brilliant. Compare that to Bank of America at the time. And what you have is a very busy, very all-encompassing website with lots of card offers and online banking and bill pay and how to work together and retirement. It's all good. but it's not as appealing to me as it might be to someone else who is used to dealing with a bank in the traditional way, right? Now, mind you, I'm a Wells Fargo customer, and I got my anniversary notice the other day. Congratulations on 23 years. I guess I should be pretty used to the traditional by now, but... <laughs> 23 years with the same bank. That's kind of scary. Um, okay, here's another good one. Prius versus Tesla. Okay, so we've got Toyota versus Tesla. Big difference, right? But there's reason. So instead of Tesla trying to break into the electric vehicle market by competing with the economy version, <laughs> I know Prius is not necessarily an inexpensive car, but I'm just saying the economy versions of electric cars or hybrids, they positioned themselves completely differently, right? Completely different from their competitors. So I'm looking at their web pages and again, side by side, this is, I know you guys can't see it. Sometimes I wish this was a webinar and not a radio show, but I'm looking at this gorgeous Tesla riding the desert road it it obviously the photographer has captured this car in motion the car is still the landscape is moving it's beautiful 
And the headline is, period, nothing else, lay rubber where your carbon footprint used to be. Wow. So you have a powerful car that doesn't have an impact on the environment or has very little impact on the environment. There's no mention of price. Their tag is the world's first all-electric supercar. I think I'm reading that right. Supercar. Pretty impressive, right? So their competition, which is more the economy version, is the Prius. The ad is green. Uh, the ad is green. It looks like a Prius. This is an old ad, too. It looks like... Um, <laughs> it's literally got a green filter on it and it looks like this car is running down the road in Ireland uh, and the headline is more green for less green more less green so you see the big differences here right one is you're going to pay higher price for it but we're going to keep your carbon footprint low and give you the powerful car that you want and the other one is help the environment and not spend as much money. And in, in the Prius ad, of course, they've got, you know, more details, more verbiage, more, you know, more price, the prices on here. You know, it's an interesting kind of comparison to see them both side by side. Last one before we go to our break. Um, Delta versus JetBlue. <laughs> this one makes me giggle. So this was back when Delta stopped serving peanuts and reduced the leg room. JetBlue decided to capitalize on that, and they entered the market touting their gourmet snacks and its extensive legroom. <laughs> I don't know how much JetBlue's fears, but um, JetBlue didn't have international flights or a huge frequent flyer program. They focused it, they focused strictly on service snacks and legroom, and every part of their branding pushed that. So I'm looking again, side by side. JetBlue and Delta. Uh, JetBlue is <laughs> snacks as far as the eye can see. And that's a long ways if you have a window seat. It's cute, right? Um, and they, at the time, had their JetBlue, like, tail design all over the ad. It was really cute. Delta is, of course, it's, you know, it's positioned itself for the business traveler. Business travelers are commuters. They're not in it for the part, you know, like the flying perks, they want the flyer miles because they can use that on vacation. Um, and they want it quick, you know, hard and fast. Let's get it done. So um, our newest international destination, this was a UK ad apparently, our newest international destination, California, business elite service to LAX and SFO. Keep climbing with Delta, right? So you see the difference. Like we're, we, Delta has positioned itself for business travelers specifically. JetBlue has positioned itself for luxury, not luxury, but um, recreational travelers specifically in these two ads. So kind of gives you an idea of the importance of the positioning. All right, folks. We are going to break. Again, man, time is flying like it always does. Um, you're listening to Unstoppable with me, your host, Lindy Chafin-Start on Inspired Choices Network. When we get back, we'll talk more about the importance of repositioning stale brands. We'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. Back, everybody. You are listening to Unstoppable with Lindy Chapin-Start. Um, it's been an amazing show so far, talking about repositioning. This is the subject that excites me. Uh, anytime I can get a giant piece of craft paper and roll it across the wall and write on it, <laughs> it makes me happy. If you've listened to any of my shows in the last few weeks, you'll probably know that in addition to making notes, I'll be there doodling because I love to paint murals. Uh, <laughs> so there. Don't just want to call me up and say, come on and let's do this repositioning exercise. I'll be there. Just let me know. So, um, yeah, so repositioning. This is a, This is one of those things. Uh, when I said a few minutes ago this was a painstaking process and that you were going to be talking in columns, um, we're going to start getting into the, the whys of that, the whys and the hows of that, um, because there are multiple steps to reposition. And um, it's important, again, I'm going to reiterate the fact that you need a whole team there, Uh a representation, at least. I'm not saying if you have a company with the employees at all 550 employees, representatives from each of your departments, not just managers. Managers have egos. You need um, every, like, a representation of every level of. Uh, so just have it's It might not be a small room that you're in. It might be an auditorium. <laughs> but it's but don't have all 550 employees there to start because that's just, no. Um, so in this exercise, as you are being guided through this exercise, the first thing you want to look at is your target audience. So you've had audience targets up to this point. One of the critical things you might look at is who, like have the existing, what those existing audience targets look like especially if you feel like your audience like is no longer your target audience. Let's at least know quickly, we'll review what that target audience looks like. Okay. Once you see that information, make that information go away because you want the wheels of progress to start spinning at this point. So now let's review our Offerings, products, services, whatever. Quick snapshot of those things. Get the gears engaged, right? Here's what we've got. Who do these products appeal to? Okay. Make that snapshot go away. Now, let's identify our target market. So if you have, oh gosh, Let's pick a product. Um, let's use our coffee example. That'll be easy enough, right? We could pick empanadas. We could pick leather purses. I think I've used all of them in the past. <laughs> but today we're going to use coffee. So who does the caffeine jolt of this particular coffee appeal to? Who is your target audience. So you go around the room and you start asking, okay, so who do you think this is going to appeal to? 
Who's going to be drawn to the caffeine jolt? Who's going to be drawn to the smooth flavor? Who's going to be drawn to the manufacturing process? Who's going to be drawn to the more natural process? Who's, you know, so forth and so on. And people will begin to answer. Well, I know kids in high school who drink coffee. I know kids in, co in college who drink coffee. I know professionals who drink coffee in the morning, but also in the evening or before their nap before they go nap in their car at lunch. Um, I know moms who need coffee for sure, just before carpool. How quick is that caffeine jolt going to kick in? Is it going to take five minutes? Are you going to be able to drink a cup of coffee, lay down, take a nap, and then wake up 15 minutes later and feel like a new person? Who is that going to appeal to? So you, you begin to gain your audience targets. Okay. So you have these people. Now take them one by one and create a persona for each of these people. Pretend like you're writing a character persona for a novel. Where does this person, where did this person go to school? Um, where does this person live? I'm not talking about that specific on Gardenia Lane in Rochester, New York. I'm talking this person lives in small urban suburb of X. Uh, this person frequents business, organic, providers. This person has children. This person has their own business. This person, you know, I mean, like you just continue to create that. What does this person, this person is at soccer match. This person goes on girls nights and girls weekends. This person, you know, you develop that persona. What are her likes and dislikes? What are, what are his key drivers? Um, so you're looking at these people. They have an age. You might even give them a name to make it more fun. So they have an age. They have things that they do in their daily lives. Have kids, don't have kids, carpool, soccer, ballet, uh, single dad weekends, single mom weekends, girls' nights, boys' trips to the soccer field. I mean... Who knows? But you begin to outline all of those personas. So you have to know your audience that well because you need to look at them and know how they like to be communicated with. And that's where, you know, some of the generational tips that you can get from um, a, another host on the network, Sherilyn. Uh, she has lots of generational marketing tips. I know she would be happy to help in this scenario. Um, but take advantage of what people offer <laughs> their knowledge and put it to good use. So get to know your audience target really, really well. Create their little mini biography. It can be like 10 bullet points, but at least you have it, you know, okay? Now, Let's take a look at your products, your services, your offerings, your organization. I say organization because we've been doing a lot of nonprofit talk lately, and uh, nonprofits need to be repositioned sometimes as well. So you have to identify the product, service, organizations, features. You can't sell something that goes to nonprofits too. You can't sell something unless you yourself are convinced of it, right? So what are your product's features? Well, in the case of coffee, we already know. But let's take a step back and think about that brand messaging worksheet, okay? Let's look at the product or service that you're selling. What is it? What's the end benefit of using that product or service? 
We've already talked about target customers. What makes your offering unique and different? What are its differentiating attributes? Okay? You want to work on your unique value proposition in this multi-question process. <laughs> Examples I'll go back to over and over again are um, like FedEx. Your package delivered overnight guaranteed or one-day delivery guaranteed. They might even have shortened it. Um, Evernote says, feel organized without the effort. Evernote helps you capture and prioritize ideas, projects, and to-do lists so nothing falls through the cracks. I would love to that organized. I rely on my brain. <laughs> it's not good. Um, Stripe, the new standard in online payments. Stripe is the best software platform for running an internet business. We handle billions of dollars every year for forward-thinking businesses around the world. They paid you a compliment. Are you going to give them your business? I bet you might. Make your emails unforgettable. In my case, unstoppable. <laughs> There's a reason why more than 250,000 businesses worldwide trust Campaign Monitor to power their email marketing. So those are just some examples of companies that have come up with unique value propositions that are appealing. Um, oh, here's our FedEx example. Our brand promise, another piece of this puzzle. Uh, let it convey a compelling benefit. Let it be authentic and credible. And make sure you can keep it time after time after time. FedEx, of course, your package will get there overnight guaranteed. Um, Apple, own the coolest, easiest to use, cutting-edge phones, computers, and other consumer electronics. I know I say I do this every time. I'm going to argue with that. Linda is another one I support every month. Um, High-quality training that's affordable and convenient. Those are some pretty solid brand promises. Now, when you want to get down into your business, it's really good if you can step back and look at uh, what you claim, what the facts are, and an example. So what do you claim you can do? The fact of the matter is this. The example is this. And then you kind of craft a key message out of there. We're not going to get into actually doing this for you right now, but it gets you started in the right direction. All right. So we've identified the key product features and the unique selling. We've actually come up with the unique proposition. So um, we're going to take our last break, and we're going to come back on repositioning your brand. You are listening to Stoppable with Lindy Chafin Start on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Unstoppable with me, Lindy Chafin-Start on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, I'm not real sure, again, what we're going to be talking about next week, but I'm back on my marketing advice and suggestions and want to bring you what is relevant and valuable to you. So if you have suggestions, feel free to email the station, 
Um, reach out to me via the website, unstoppablestart.com. You can email me at lindychattt.net. Um, whatever works. But I would love to hear from you and hear about what types of things you would like to tackle or hear about or learn about. I'm here and happy to share my few years of knowledge with you. <laughs> so right now we're going to resume our conversation about repositioning your brand. So we've talked about a lot so far. We've talked about um, why you reposition your brand, um, some really successful brand strategies, which are kind of interesting to see all of that. Um, and now we're talking through the steps, the actual steps to repositioning. So, so far we've covered um, knowing your target audience, building those audience profiles, um, identifying your product features. We were talking at break about determining unique selling propositions or value propositions. Um, these, like every product should have a unique value, value proposition, whether it's one or whether it's 500. And yes, that's going to be a lot of work for you if you have that many products. But that's what's going to set you apart from your competition is that you have this down. You know it. You can sell it. You can position it. <laughs> you can effectively communicate it to your target audience. Okay. Um, it can be as simple, and I love this example. It just kind of makes me laugh. Um, so how does your product, how is your product useful to the end user? Well, anti-dandruff shampoo is a good example. Um, it's meant to get rid of dandruff. It's a good thing to know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> This is how the product is positioned in the minds of your target audience. Who's your target audience? People with dandruff. Okay, just making sure. Now, here's the next part of that big old piece of paper stretched across the wall. Your next column, knowing your competitors. Now, this is going to bring up a lot of extra conversation. It is also going to bring up a lot of extra ideas in the previous columns if you've got an active engaged team. And I hope you do because this is that fun process. This is where you want to like bring the big green egg to work and buy like top quality steaks and have beer and wine and just make everybody happy. You want them to be engaged. You want what's inside their brain because they have unique perspectives about not only the product sells for you, but the products that they use outside of their professional life. I'm going to use Pepsi as an example. <laughs> I might work for Pepsi. I might be able to recite every marketing piece commercial ever done by Pepsi or any Pepsi product because I wears. However, I drink Coke at home. <laughs> Why is that? Why do I drink Coke at home when the company offers me a 12-pack of Pepsi every single day? Could be as simple as I like the flavor of Coke better. This is a big argument for those of us who live in here, live here in the South. I grew up drinking Coke. I don't like Pepsi. I've always liked Coke. No offense to anybody at Pepsi. No offense to the product. It's a great product. It's just not my taste. <laughs> so I am a Coke drinker. Um, you have to be aware of your competitors' offerings. How do you know what your competitor offers? Send your team out to find out. All right. Then come back to the table and let your team tell you how their product stacks up to your product. you got a really diverse team. you got lots of different perspectives, lots of different opinions, lots of different ideas. 
take advantage of that. Okay. Don't competitor. Don't think just because Coke's not Pepsi and Pepsi has loyal followers and has a great message that Coke's not going to win one of your constituents because they will. Can. It's possible. Potential exists. Anything is possible, folks. Don't be too full of yourself. Don't underestimate your competitors. Now, what are you going to do with that information? You are going to let your audience constituents, however you want to frame them, know how your product is better than your competitors. And you're not going to do it in a slight way. You're not going to do it in an evil, nasty way. You're not going to be rude about it. What are you going to do? What sets you apart? Sell it with positivity. Sell it with your brand's attributes. Right? Do it the right way. And I promise you, you're going to get a lot farther than being rude or saying, we're better than Coke because doesn't work that way. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> y'all remember the Khloe Kardashian commercial Pepsi did a while ago. No offense. I'm Pepsi. I'm, I can't help it. I love y'all. Don't get me wrong. It was a great idea. I get where your heart was. Your heart was in the same place as Gillette's and every other brand who's tried to, uh, my, oh, let's see, MSN, Microsoft. Was it Microsoft? Uh, um, they did one for the Super Bowl that was very controversial. So, uh, any PR is good PR, period. Any publicity is good publicity. Uh, even if, if it starts the conversation, that's the whole point to these marketers and their strategy. They want to start a conversation. Good and different, that's all they're doing. They're creating visibility. Remember that. It's the same thing with sensationalist media. God forgive me. It was my dream at one point. Uh, to take everything that you see, read, and do with a grain of salt. Don't internalize it. But that's from the personal side of things. As a marketer, you want to know your competitors, find ways to promote your brand and products, and maintain the position of those promotions. All right, folks, until next week, you keep being unstoppable. Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable.